Welcome to another windswept edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good buddy, your good pal, and your local weatherman, Amigo Aaron, joined by a man, I don't know, what What? What would you do in a newscast? I don't know. What, I, I'm the pretty lady. Oh, God. Well, we're in the toilet on that rating. It's the Brent. <laughs> Looks like rain. Sounds yeah. like rain. Yes. How, how appropriate that on a, on a day where we take a look at BAM weather games that the weather's kicking up right here at Amigo Studio. The rain is coming down, the wind is howling, and the lightning is striking, folks. But we're going to do our best to uh, get seamlessly through get through. That's before right. the power goes out. That's right. It's amazing, isn't it? Because when we cut in here, it was not raining at all. It was yeah. perfectly fine. So that's well, the way it I don't goes. Know about perfectly fine. You know, last week, Brent. Yes. Uh, much like a weather disaster, there was another disaster that fell, fell from the, to- the cyclone that is the wheel. Did you when it was toilet? When it was chat subject choice week. Yes. And they did, in fact, choose games about the weather. Yes. Crazily. Yes. And so, by God... You can't say we don't at least give you what you want. <laughs> well, and that's what we, we've done. At least we can't give you at least one of you what you wanted. <laughs> that's right. We gave one guy randomly selected what he wanted, uh, whether he knew it or not. So, Brent, the topic this week, weather game. Yes. This was not easy to come up with exactly. And I'm going to tell you how I, my, my thinking on this as we talk about how we got to where we got to. Well, that was a sentence, Aaron. Yeah. Go for it. See, that, that, it's, it's, I'm drizzling out the mouth. <laughs> so I thought to myself, how? what games are you in control of the weather? And when I couldn't think of any, I thought to myself, okay, what games feature weather? Oh, yeah. Well, that was a lot more broad. <laughs> so I needed to find something in the middle. So the first thing I thought of was like, okay, what games feature like Storm chasing, that sort of thing. I thought maybe that because that's a big deal, right? Yeah, yeah like Twister. Yeah. That's and so subject. the very first thing I was like, okay, I've got it. Twister it's going to be pinball. Twister pinball. Because <laughs> I will say, Twister is one of my favorite pinball Don't machines. Don't click off. He didn't pick that. <laughs> yeah, Twister's one of my favorite pinball machines from Sega. And Sega sort of their pinball division sort of took a beating over the years, but they put out some good stuff. But I thought Twister was one of the best ones. We had Twister at the local arcade room, some my house in Lexington. And the best part of Twister is you'd be in there playing it, and if you did real well, there was a fan mounted to the top of it, and it would and it would simulate going through a storm, and so that thing well, would blow it up. Would blow wind, and it was it was so soothing in that hot arcade when that fan came up. That's half the reason I loved it, but it was actually a fun game. And the movie's sort of fun. I always like the movie. It's, it's okay. all right. It's not it's a okay. bad movie. You See, know, I, I went about this a whole different way. Yeah, I, I thought, man. What game do you control the weather? Yeah. Sim City. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the one. It's like, you've got that button. You can call a tornado to go through your city. That's good enough, right? No, no, yeah. no that's not good enough. Well, see, I skipped gears at that point. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. <clears throat> I'm not just going to play a game. I'm going to crossover game where people, characters I know and care about are now becoming storm chasers. So the next game I looked at, and I seriously took a look at this one, was Barbie Storm Chaser game. Because that's one I did get to play. I didn't even know about it. But there's a Barbie game where she's a Storm Chaser. That may be the one Frodo covered during the whole Barbie Wars of 2021. So I looked at this game, but there was a little bit too much Barbie's mystery and a lot not nearly enough Barbie's uh, Storm, storm Chasing, chasing yeah. in this one. So I ultimately beat to that. So then I thought, well... What about people that can do weather-like things? And I thought, man, I wonder if I could get away with playing like 
X-Men. With, you know, and I could just be Storm. <laughs> would you would that would that have flown with you? No, no it would not have. So I looked at everything from arcade games to pinball machines, uh, to to uh, superhero games, and I had nothing at all before ultimately and hilariously the game I ended up playing was suggested to me by a listener. I'm going to give full props to Happy Coding ZX. You mean for doing your job for you? Well, listen, someone's got to do it. So it's not going to be me. So how did you come across yours at the results of that? I was like, man, I'm going to find a retro Nintendo game about uh, where you control the weather. Because that's such a cool concept, right? Yeah. I mean, you I, in my mind at least, you can do a ton of crap where... You, you have a gaming landscape and you control the weather. You can make it a puzzle platformer. You can make it a straight up platformer. Yeah. You can make it a action game where you're calling down lightning. And cr- no, yeah. it doesn't exist. Yeah, we need, so, to, we need to get the game making business here. We got one. So I was like, okay, Nintendo, you never let me down. You've got a billion games. Hook me up. And Nintendo was like, nah, man, we got nothing. Yeah, it's like no so, one wants to control the weather anymore. So I, I was like, man, okay, this is going to be a tough path. Yeah. And I started doing research. I started doing research. And I found the sequel to my game. And, and, and well, I'm going to go into it more in detail. But it was, it was new. Like, yeah. new, new. It I was, was like... What is going on? So I worked back from there, and that's how I got where I got. Very died. good, very good. I, uh, I will say, it, I'll go ahead and lead the dance this week to Brad. Oh, okay. I, I'll lead the dance. So when you think about Amigo Aaron and his game selection abilities, <laughs> I, I think a happy coding. Well, happy coding. <laughs> clearly, when he picked this game, he said, "Listen, you need to play this." He he forgot two things, and the two things are: I'm not a big fan of edutainment. And I really don't like point-and-click adventure games, but what the hell? Bam. It's Team Extreme Operation Weather Disaster from the Discovery Channel. That's a game that the Hapster said I should take a look at. Uh, this game is, uh, like I said, a edutainment game. Sort of. Well, no, it is. Oh, it's from the Discovery Channel. Let me all tell about, you something. There's nothing on there but educational material. Let me tell you something. It is... Barely. The one thing it will educate you in how not to act. That's one thing for sure. So, again, this was uh, released in 1995. This was in that sweet spot, DeBrent, where Windows 3.11 was still kicked on, but Windows 95 was just coming out. Yeah. You know, and DOS was still around, you know, was still in good shape. And so it was a weird one. So this one actually released for Windows 95, Windows 3.11, and the Mac. The Mac also got a copy of this. This was CD-ROM games that were all the rage yeah, back in the day. So what did your forty nine ninety five get you in 1995? I got you this game from the Discovery Channel Multimedia. They published this game. They'd actually published the, the, uh, a game called Nile, which I'd actually heard of that one. Then they published a bunch of other stuff about pirates and uh, uh, the jungle. Also were the same type of, type of game. Now, the developers of this, this is interesting to me, and it's I had to laugh. I have come across these fellows in the past, developed by Human Code Incorporated. They were responsible for the Schoolhouse Rock games. You ever saw those? Yeah. Based on the old Schoolhouse Rock. Then they were also responsible for Barbie Pet Rescue, and my, probably my favorite Barbie game, Barbie Riding Club. So I've already, I've done the dance 
with Human Code Incorporated many times now. This is another visit. This is like putting on an old pair of shoes, uh, pink shoes, when this thing came around. So, um, this was directed by a fellow named Chris Todd and written by William Crawford and Chris Todd. I read that in the development of this game, uh, they tried to develop an educational title <laughs> they to make go well. well to make Discovery Channel happy, and they, and they found out that as they were finishing this thing up, it was boring. Like, this is their words, not mine. And so the Discovery Channel was like, "Listen, don't worry so much about the education. Spice it up a little." And they were like, "Okay," and they did. <laughs> That's what they did. I'll get I'll get into some of the amazingly they failed on both points. <laughs> I'll get into some of the voice acting uh, in this game here in a minute. Uh, again, uh, just for fun, I always like this when he plays old games. This did require a 4625 or better, and they recommended 55 megahertz or a Pentium. So the oh. yeah. they also a sound card, hard drive, eight me- eight megs of RAM and VGA. So you gotta have all that stuff to play. And once you get that in, you're good to go. So, what is this wacky game? You may have heard of this game back in the day, the brand. And it, nope, it was called Mist. You ever yes. heard of Mist? Yes. M Y S T. This was the CD-ROM phenomenon that the, that, that took that, the that. world by storm and sold eighteen quadrillion copies. Yes. Where you explore this wacky, uh, mystical world and you saw puzzles. Yes. All right. So. The ex- Team Extreme game, the people that made this thought to themselves, listen, we can do that, but there's ma- Mist is lacking one thing, a horrible acting and a horrible story. And so, and a lot of FMV. Let's FMV this up. The second this game started, I knew I was home. <laughs> this is right up my alley for, for, for gaming because this is a combination uh, full motion video story with a, with a little hunt and, uh, hunt and click type action. So the plot of this thing, you've got a, dis- a, dis- a disgruntled weatherman. In the, he's the bad guy. He's simply called the weatherman, although he does have a name. And he has decided to go after the world to get vengeance because he got bored. The gimmick is he was he was a he was a a, a weatherman uh, in uh, uh, Arizona, and after 267 consecutive sunny days, he snapped. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, no, I get it. I and, get it. And he decided he was going to make the weather more interesting, <clears throat> and 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 he did, and so. That and so you're there's a there's an outfit called the Team Extreme, uh, and they go after various weather phenomena. The opening bit in this shows their leader in this sleek uh, uh, computer generated uh, hover like jet go around and blow up a, 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 tornado. a tornado. He just shoots it with a missile. And what I like is when he does, he's like, booyah! He's like, Boo. he's real celebratory. When he, like, he's like, and this is the guy everybody loves. And then you get these other geeks that stand around a green yeah. uh, orb or, or, or cylinder, and, they, and they're just talking to him. This is the communication system. And eventually you find out that the weatherman zaps the main guy who's the leader of this outfit and clearly the only one that has any idea what's going on. <laughs> and he basically kidnaps him. And so he's like, oh, by the way, I'm going to send like 18 kabillion tornadoes to destroy your headquarters. <laughs> if you don't leave. Yeah, he cackles. And then and so everyone leaves. You got you got There's a British punk guy. And it's, it's like a chick. A couple other people. All the stereotypes were nicely covered. Yeah, there's one... 
sniveling weenie boy, okay? And we'll get back to him. But this guy, he, he's in the scene, too. So when everyone else runs away, the weenie boy just sort of wilts. You, know, you don't know what happens. He hides. Yeah. He hides. Well, we find out later. No, he hide. says, I'm going to go hide. So this is sort of when you come into the come into the uh, picture, whoever you are. Because it's really not spelled out who you are. I mean, well, you are a player. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, it, the, the game... Treat you like you are you. Right, yeah. And you are controlling the Yeah, but how... So, anyway, I guess you were just standing around when the leader's plane went down, okay? So, the very first thing you do in this game is it starts off... And in this game, this sort of sets you up for what inevitably is the engine of the game. Is you're standing around and you are... Uh, Tasked with trying to get some get some stuff to happen because it doesn't really tell you what it even wants you to do at first, but it gives you hints. So what you're doing here is moving around in a, uh, I guess in a 360 degree way. You can see all the way around you. There's a little there's a little like a, a compass at the bottom. You can spin that around, or you can just spin the screen around with your mouse. By the way, don't pick your joystick up for this one. This is all mouse-driven. I had my joystick ready to go because I thought I'd be <laughs> shooting the tornadoes. No, you're not doing that. That's for suckers. So the first thing you've got to do is look around and try to repair the, the dude's ship that got captured. Yeah. Okay? And, so, and also fix the robot. Uh, to help you, okay? Who continuously screams, help me. Oh, my God. He won't shut up, okay? So, this opening scene, actually, and this is the, the way the game works. You've got this 360-degree view, which is actually, it's it's like a point-click adventure where you can spin the camera. Not bad. I'd like the old ones where you would just click left and right. This one, you can literally rotate the camera around, and then you can pick left and right. But, you know, it's still neat. And it, it's all, you know, it looks nice, and then, so, what you do in this is look around for materials to help you do tasks. For example, in the opening scene, uh, the things you see are an old camper, and you see, you know, like a, an old camper with a truck towing it, and you see some wreckage, and you see the downed ship, all right? And you see the robot with an electrical wire on him, okay? So, what do you have to do in this sec? First, you've got to get the electrical wire off the robot. Well, you have to have, grab a pole from the camper to pry the wire off. Then you've got to get the robot certain parts out of the ship. It's a lot of backwards and forwards. It's a standard point-and-click crap. The way it works is that you've got your little hand on the screen. You move it around. It'll tell you. It'll, it'll turn into what you can do. It's a, like you get, It'll turn into a backwards or a hand where you can grab something or manipulate something. And believe it or not... Uh, I actually managed to get pretty good at this game. I know it's pretty easy, but I mean, what I'm saying is normally these point-and-click games, I'm baffled. I had to look up two things to get as far as I did in this game, although one of them was the opening scene. But uh, I got pretty far in this going through this system. It's actually a pretty good system. The uh, the, the ability to spin around, like, that's kind of cool. It can be frustrating, and it's got the, the usual issues that a system like that would have, like we mentioned with that robot just chirping on and on and on, yeah. you know. But it's actually it's actually a pretty intuitive uh, system. What did you think about the interface on this? Well, I, this <clears throat> it, it, this is a cheap way of doing that. I think that's actually why they did that. I don't think they were trying to innovate because you well, have, they didn't innovate because this is what Mist did. Well, no, Mist had scenes though where you. You would go down a corridor, for example, and then they'd have to draw all the scenes if you going down the corridor. This has you basically 
you are in the center of one environment, they map out that one environment and pretty much they're done. I mean, later in the game, there are places that you can go into, but there's never a maze or or a, a, a series of forward, forward, left, forward, oh, right, yeah, there's, forward. There's it's no always, motion. Yeah, right, right. It's always they mapped out this one area, boom, that area's done. Right. They just put some stuff in the area but, I mean, for you it, to it interact works. with. It works for this kind of game. It, I like it. it has not, yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't I work. I mean, it's a traditional point-and-click style game with a cool 360 rotation. It basically saves you from having to just click forward over and over. You just, instead of a series of rooms, you can just, you're in one room that has all the rooms around you, is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. And it works, it works well. Uh, I, the, uh, it's all mouse driven, so when you're picking stuff up, you've got an inventory. You just drop it in there, you know, and it's usually pretty o- obvious what you do. So you're probably thinking to yourself, when does the edge of McCainment kick in? All right, well, this game had much like Mist or the Seb's Guest. This is comprised. Boy, of, I can't wait to hear this comparison. Well, this is comprised of these little kind of dopey games. So, for example, Sometimes to access a code, you've got to complete a weather quiz. Sometimes you have to complete one of those sliding puzzles. I had to do that. Sometimes you have to, like, uh, there's a Simon type game where you're rewiring the circuit board at the beginning to fix the robot. You know, it'll, it'll, it'll go like burr, burr, burr on these different solder points, and you have to go, d- click on them again to wire. Up. It is, that's what it is. So there's lots of little, like, dopey mini games. My favorite part of Mist. It's where you throw a rock at a robot for, for two minutes because it's, the thing's zipping all over the place like an idiot. Don't forget the part where you throw a copper wire at a thing that's zipping around. <laughs> you know? So there's there are some action elements where you actually throw stuff. Yeah, loosely. <laughs> you know, loose action elements. Sometimes you have to get, like, uh, sometimes you have to solve one puzzle to get the information to solve another puzzle. You <laughs> well, know? That's a normal way it works. I'm saying, yeah. I mean, to, like, a, the, the education parts of this are all effectively tacked on. How about that? Yeah, bam. That's what I wanted that's, to get to. That's it. I mean, and man, the old sliding, man, I've had, I, I couldn't believe how quickly I completed it. Also, I forgot to well, mention, it was only nine panel. These, these puzzles, this thing's made for 10 and up, right in my wheelhouse. That's perfect for me. I can, Although, what, what 10-year-old is going to be able to, to uh, uh, on the fly, Translate Fahrenheit to Celsius. Well, no, no, this one's not because I had to. <laughs> thank God I had to trust the internet there to tell yeah. me. And by the way, it wants the decimal spot. Yeah, it wants all of it. You've got to type it in. You know, it or the negative. Mm. It's it's real. That part is real uh, tough. You know, so uh, the, allegedly this game has thirty minutes of three D animation created for it. So what are you thinking? So what is that all about? Well. Mostly, that's where the ship flies in different areas. Because eventually, once you make your way back to your home base, which is ultimately where you start when you start the game, that's what you're trying to do. Uh, then you've got to go and try to go all over the world and stop these various disasters that the weathermen are doing. The funny thing is, much like uh, uh, Captain Planet, for example, you've got all these geeks who just are just doing nothing, and poor Captain Planet, they're, they're beating the tar of this guy, saying, you're Captain Planet, basically. So you when you go back to home base, the first thing you do is you hear from the British guy, he's like, oh, mate! He's like, uh, uh, well, I can't, it's like, oh, it's raining, it's raining nonstop, you gotta come down here to help us. And he goes, I'll take care of what I can on this end, which is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> 
And so you're heading to Stonehenge, and then that's where you... By the way, you're also defacing Stonehenge. I should mention that because he, he destroys part of Stonehenge just to get to the top. Nah. What do you mean he did? He knocked <laughs> I, over a full I, section. I didn't say you were wrong. You know, the, you, there are adventures... Also, Stonehenge is wired with power. Well, so. yeah. Well, listen, so are the pyramids. The same thing. There's a section where you do that. It's the exact same shtick. One of the uh, planeteers calls you up. Like, listen, it's cold here in Egypt. We need you to come down. I'll take care of what I can on my end. It's like, oh, you suck. Occasionally, the weatherman will chime in just to be a jerk. He'll chime in to give me the business. Best part of the game, by the way. The weatherman. Let's talk about the acting real quick. Because uh, the, yeah, the game. Because let me tell you something. We've already talked way too long about gameplay. Well, I, mean, I wanted it to make sucks. sure everybody got to hear what was going on. The lead character in this, the weatherman, is played by a guy named Bill Wise. Bill Wise has actually done tons of work. This, he was at his cheesy, cheesy best in this. He is. No black and white silent movie villain was eating as much scenery as this guy is. I mean, he's chewing it down uh, left and right. His soliloquies are crap, and he's a goof. But yeah. anyway, he's, he's so bad, you almost have to laugh at him. Oh, I, I enjoyed him immensely. The main character is called Stratus. He's played by Cliff Haby. And then there's a cast of other guys. I'm not even going to go into who they are. Just some goofs. But the main goof... I mean, the 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 bane of my existence is this guy. I think his name is Nim. Is it Nimbo? Is he the guy? There's a, you'll know him. He plays the dumb coward. This guy's. I I was telling Brent we may have a new King Dog over top banana for thing that infuriated me the most on screen. And you have to listen to his crap. He is the worst character I have ever seen in film or in gaming. I've never been so infuriated when this guy was on the screen with his brand of comedy, which is the dirt worst. Oh, I'm sure he It's the dirt worst. I'm sure he didn't write it. And not only does he suck, but he makes the game harder by sucking up your... He destroys your ship early on. He sucks. All right, if you get a chance to watch this game, you'll know him when you see him. Just look for the guy that you want to shoot instantly. That's him. And at the end of the game, if you watch, if you fast forward to the end, he sucks there too. And, and the thing is, it's one of those situations I was telling Brett earlier, where one character is surrounded by all the other actors in the scene, and they've got to stand there and watch this guy perform. And I'm telling you, I would have beat this man down for the good of the for the good of the occupation and make sure this guy never worked again. Believe it or not, this guy actually had a couple other acting roles. That's what's amazing, but not that many. Horrible, he, horrible acting. I can't stress that enough. He is bad, but I, I, I mean, I don't hate him to the. the I hate him. Do. I hate him. <laughs> I wouldn't break if I saw him walk across the street. No, for, no, for I, the good of the nation. He, he is bad. Although, to be completely honest, I didn't find him as annoying as the computer. I don't know how far the computer's annoying, but this guy is. Help me! Help me! Help me! The computer's not a real person, though. This is a real man. Well, he's walking the world somewhere. (laughs) I'm sure the voice of the computer is too. So, believe it or not, so this guy, uh, when this thing released, it came out to a lot of hype because it's an educational title in the in the you know in the same space as Mist. This game won an Emma Award. It received the gold in new, in the new media's uh, Envision 96 Best Children's Title. That's a lot to say right there. So they could have made that title up. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they bought their way to all these awards. Like the, No, wrong. Listen to this. The critical response, this was off the charts. Just to give you a little taste, uh, the, uh, Robert Coffey, the World Village, praised the graphics, puzzles, and the ability to battle 
balance subtly infuse educational material into the narrative. It's not subtle. It's not the least bit subtle. I'm just saying it. This guy's from the world village. He's not some schmuck. Listen. So somebody gave him 20 bucks and I am sandwich. I'm just, he said whatever Discover wanted. Uh, <laughs> look, Matt Barton, you know him, right? He's the, he's the guy. He's one of the video game, modern video game guy. He said this is a game that's an example of a game that incorporates weather in a thought-provoking way. I mean, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I like this Boy's Life reviewed this. You know it's... <laughs> And it felt the interactive portions of the game made it feel much more like an encyclopedia. Well, what? Yeah, you got me. There is an encyclopedia in there. But uh, no one, they, the, the, the boys' life apparently didn't play the game. This is one of those games that I've got to I've got to uh, recommend it. All right, this one's going to get played on stream. By the way, it's coming. But this one is one you just have to experience. This game I, didn't sell that well. They were surprised that when they released it, it didn't do that good. So they re-released it a couple times. And then ultimately, it got a sequel. It got, believe it or not, yeah. it got a sequel. Uh, and it's uh, in the sequel, it's you're, it's more of an eco-terrorism type thing. But it's it looks just as bad. Brent, what did you ultimately think? of Team Extreme Operation Weather Disaster, which we're having outside right now. <laughs> Apparently, you didn't catch the weather disaster guy. Yeah. He's, he's trying to shut us up before we destroy his This is product. the one time that I don't mind it raining while we're filming. <laughs> it's a perfect time. What'd you think of this one? Uh, I, I mean... <laughs> you have to think for a minute. The, it, let's back up. The, it, the acting is cheesy. The plot is stupid. I'm sorry, the plot is great. <laughs> Somewhere, the weatherman's at it again. The, the plot is, is, is hokey. The gameplay is, is, is... If you're watching at home, this is the guy. I just, the, the gameplay is is there, uh, but they really they have a lot of different elements of gameplay. They have some action sequences, which I at least appreciate that. Uh, that they, the rock throwing? Well, I mean, <laughs> plus, there's a lot of shooting segments where you're throwing rocks at robots or whatever. Um, they're really the worst part of this is the edutainment part guy. of it. No, it's the edutainment part of it. <clears throat> because the, the crap that they expect you to know is unknowable unless you look it up. It's unknowable. You didn't know the different clouds and stuff? No, no, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about translating the, the Celsius and Fahrenheit. Yeah. No one's doing that off the top of their head. Down to the decimal? Yeah, they're looking that kind of crap up. <laughs> and, and the other edutainment parts where they're asking you questions, you can literally, you there is no uh, uh, failure point. You can literally just click randomly up and down the answers. You have to get 10 of them right, but not 10 in a row. Eventually, you're going to, it's only four choices. You're going to randomly get it. So that's a complete throwaway. The, the puzzle aspects are okay. A lot of it is, you know, decode the message type stuff. And it, it's done well enough. Um, they don't have a lot of this makes no sense interactions. The computer chip goes into the socket. The gum patches the hole. That kind of stuff is fine. It, it does not uh, go off the rails like some of your space quest type things. But the, uh, 
You're compelled to move on just so you can see the next stupid FMV scene. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but of, yeah. I, I never felt so pushed that I wanted to see all of them. I did see all of them through watching it, but. Uh, and this has two endings. This game is actually rather famous. Are we going to talk about the ending? No, go ahead. This game's rather famous. That the ending segment of this, when you're fighting the, uh, the weatherman, is so difficult that literally people thought the game was broken and unbeatable. Well, I, th I think they've ultimately determined that the quicker computers make it real tough. Right. Well, I did see one guy beat it through sheer determination. Well, you you can beat it. There is an ending, and the ending, you know, you restore the, the weather crystals. And, and the weatherman gets arrested. And, yeah. and the, the, you save the hero from being kidnapped and all that good crap. Uh, it, it's pretty cheesy. And if you lose, if you get the bad ending, the game just, bam, closes. You're done. No, There's no let's try again. It's a brutal. It's the only point in the game I think you can fail permanently. Yeah. Um, so it's okay. It's okay. I don't think, I certainly don't think this is hidden gem material. No, no. But, but I do work. I recommend the game because it's it's cheesy 90s crapola on a like delivered at a grand scale and actually the point and click parts since i was actually i had success with them i'm gonna i'm gonna recommend it solely on the basis of that because that never happened <laughs> i mean i was i was going through this thing it's like man i'm killing it i i looked online there's only one guy that got as far as i did and it was uh video wise i mean i got real oh no there's plenty of places out i there got real the far game. i got real far into it uh like a champ <clears throat> so i'm gonna recommend it on that level but i don't think we get any reviews now i will apologize i was i was late getting this thing out and did not get it out in time for everybody because I, I just put it up when i was playing yesterday but if you get a chance give this one a whirl try the sequel the sequel the weatherman gets out and and uh becomes uh, uh, real popular and famous, and it turns heel, which is another good one. So if you like, it's, the same, it's, and it's the same guy. So that is, it looks like that one might be a lot of fun. Uh, but I think it's a, I think it's a pretty interesting game, and I appreciate that Happy sent it my way. Just as long as you avoid the world's biggest geek, I hated that guy. Now, <laughs> with all that said, oh by the way, I should mention, I looked this up to see how it did uh, review wise. Uh, two German magazines looked at this. PC actually gave it a 69%. PC player a 20%. They weren't big fans. And the funny thing is, if you get a hold of this thing, it had multiple review, uh, multiple boxes left that they uh, released. Most of what I found were just CDs in a clear case, right? Like you would get them if they like when they ship yeah. you know, a bunch of CDs to the computer. And uh, I, I saw zero versions of the box. The only thing I did see was the cardboard sleeve with the with that had stuff on it. Yeah. with the disc. This stuff's going for under thirty dollar dues. So there you go. There you go. What do you got, the Brent? Well, Aaron, I actually brought a real game to the table. Now wait a minute. This was a real game. Real game. Oh yeah, I'm gonna dispute that. And I took a straight to the weather war. Bam. Why wow, the first weather war? Well, we're going to talk about the first weather war, Aaron. The first weather war was released on the Commodore Pet. Oh, wow. In, yeah. Yeah, in 1980. All right. And it seems like uh, it was programmed by a last named... Uh, Did you say last? That's right. It's a, a lady... Named Kathy Higby. All right. right, and it it never went 
commercially on sale that I could find. This was on the pad. This was on the pad. Was this a game where you burger it in your cell or something? I believe it was a type and play. All right. Um, but I can't, I, I couldn't find anything. <laughs> yeah, see, it likes it. Oh, man. Um, but later. Oh, look at that. He, she did lawn from the other week. Bam, there you go. There you go. Um, she teamed up with a little character, Aaron, that some people might know named Bob Carr. Okay. And they actually went back and did re- Did you call Bob a little character? Oh, you'll see. <laughs> You'll see, Aaron. Okay. Uh, and they put Weather War 2 onto the Commodore. All right. They updated the graphics, uh, the speed and everything. All this written in basic. Oh, okay. There okay. you go. Yeah. Now, some people might recognize Bob Carr by the name. Yeah. But I'm sure other people are going to recognize Bob Carr by his studio, Magic Carpet Software. Nope. Okay. If you, if someone out there just went, oh no. Yeah. Because Magic Carpet Software released three games. Okay. Okay. They released uh, Weather War 2, yeah. of course. They released Forced Encounter, which is a space game. Uh, it's kind of a, a Yars Revenge type thing, but it's up and down and you're, you're shooting <laughs> through shields. But the game that changed the landscape of the C64 all right the pornographic game stroker stroker yes and let me tell you something if you could think pornographic game and the title stroker you know what the game is yeah and wait a minute what is that first game right there doesn't seem too good either no i just talked about that aaron stay ahead of the ball i'm here. sorry so that is what Magic Carpet Studios was mostly named for. So they, made a, they for. made a porn game. They made a porn game for the C64. Oh, man. Uh, we're not going to go into that today. But let's talk about That's what... That's for our porn game episode. <laughs> let's talk about what uh, we're here to talk about. That's Weather War Two. Yeah. Weather War Two has you and a, either a second player or a computer player on either side of the screen in their castles and you are uh, challenged to destroy each other's castle using the power of weather. Right. Uh, you are in control of lightning. Yeah. You're in control of uh, hail. You're yeah. in control of rain, and you're in control of tornadoes. Okay. And you have to rain down sweet, sweet death on your enemies. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> there are... Uh, uh, when you play, there's a cloud in the sky, and that is where the weather is going to come from. That's where you focus your power. Yeah. And you have to choose which attack you'd like to use, and then how much force you're going to use to push the weather onto your opponent. And this can be either a positive number or a negative number. Right. Um, and when you put those two calculations in, the action takes place. And the uh, the way the attacks work, rain will take off the top layer of a castle. Yeah. Hail will penetrate, but it only it, if there's a little piece of castle sticking out... It will only hit that little piece of castle. So if it hits on something flat, it's really good. Otherwise, it's it's gonna uh, just do a little bit of damage. Tornado will hit a castle and punch through a little bit, 
and just and destroy a flat layer. So it's really good to do a tornado and then follow it up with hail. And then the most brutal thing is lightning, where you bring down the the power of, of, of the gods and just brutalize the castle. But the, you can't shift lightning with the with your force wind. So it's pretty much you have to wait till the cloud is over top of the castle. That explains why I, I couldn't figure that one out. I the, kept lighting oak castle. The 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 lightning effect in this is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. It is awesome. It gets this it build up. Yeah. And then the 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 screen it strikes down the screen flashes black and white and it is so perfect. Absolutely perfect. It is worth playing just to see this lightning effect. Yeah, it's good. It has done so well. All in basic, Aaron. All remember, yeah. this is all in basic. So you play until you completely obliterate your opponent's castle or that happens to you. <clears throat> you get scored a point, and then the castles are rebuilt, and you do it again. So that's the game. I had a tremendously fun time playing Weather War 2. The, the the computer on this is brutally accurate. Yeah, yeah. Brutally it's accurate. Tough. And to get to play the computer, it has you put in your names so it to label the castles. If you put computer, that's how you can computer player. You I, can, I learned something by the way, along those lines. You had mentioned that to me. Yeah. And so anyway, I was playing this and I misspelled computer. I called it commuter. And it still knew. It changed it for me. <laughs> so probably so the first can, few. It came. Letters. If you get close to spelling it right, you're in. I, was, <laughs> I thought that was pretty impressive. Actually, I figured it out. Uh, but yeah, uh, you, you have to type in computer to have a one-player game. Now, and you can put it on both sides, and they'll fight each other. Oh, I didn't try uh, that. That's a good idea. <laughs> the drawing of the weather effects, because it is in basic, is slow. That's the wor absolute worst part of this game. Uh, but Aaron, that was fixed with the release of Weather War 3. Yeah. Now, Bob Carr was not a part of this. This is actually a modern-day release for the 40th anniversary of Weather War. This is a win uh, indie retro news. I saw yeah, that on there. This yeah, was, this was released in 2012, and they basically rewrote the game to work uh, it does. They do have emulators for it, but it, it's a standalone thing. You can play it on your phone, type thing. Does it play on the C sixty four? Yeah, supposedly. Okay. I, I did not actually try it, uh, but and there's different different things you can download, different versions you can download. But you can play this on your phone, and like I said, they they kept the same graphics almost completely, and uh, just sped up the the gameplay so the effects happen faster. Really nice. Uh, again, Bob Carr was not involved in this. This was just a fan game. This was not sold. Of the Weather War series, I believe only two ever actually made it to market and was actually sold. Yeah, because it was available on, on cartridge, I believe. Uh, I saw I saw the box, and it's that, in the American version, it's got that official C64 box, the C64 labeling and stuff. And the European version looks a little bit uh, funkier. Uh, but uh, did this get a, was this a card 
game, or was this, I mean, uh, a cartridge or a cassette? Did you find out if, what, how it was released? I, I do not believe this I was, know it was on tape. I didn't see a tape of it, yeah, too. Yeah, I don't believe this was ever on cart. So this must be on tape. But I, I, I can't know. I'm not all-knowing in, in weather war lore. Um, <laughs> You're not? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately not. So, Aaron, you had a chance to play around with weather war. I, I did. have two questions for you. Yeah. Did you enjoy it, yeah. and did you ever beat the computer? I never beat the computer. Heck no. Uh, however, I did play it uh, uh, several times. I like these kind of games. They're fun. I didn't understand the, the, the weather, like the info that you gave just now about what affects what on the roof and whatnot, and, and the lightning. Because I, I, I was trying to use lightning like you use everything else, and it didn't work. And I didn't know about that. I didn't think about the cloud playing a, a role in that. But yeah, yeah it's fun. It's sort of like uh, what the people from Warlords did, like when they weren't shooting the ball around, their castles were still getting hammered by the weather. I like that. <laughs> That's what it reminded me. It's like Weather Warlords, the old Atari game. It's fun. Uh, it's um, it's amusing when you see your opponent's castle getting creamed by stuff, you know. And it's funny the castle. Well, you're you're not out of the game until the last little nugget of castle yes. is destroyed. Yes. And so it can be difficult. But the computer in this thing is rock hard. Like I never once beat it, and I would be. I think this would be a lot more fun with a with a, a person to play with. Uh, what you need to get is like a Fuji cart. And you can play this over the net. You know what I'm saying? That'd be kind of cool. I believe you sent me a version of this that you can play in a browser. Yeah. And I believe there was a way to play two players over the net in the browser. Oh, I didn't even think of that. So that'd be kind of cool. So it might be something we want to check out. I could be going crazy there, but it seemed it was pretty impressive. I liked it. I mean, it's a simple game. It's a simple game. It's a yeah. simple game. It, and it, it, it is obviously a take on art, and the artillery games yeah. where normally you'd have tanks shooting back and forth with each other. Um, I think this was incredibly clever i think having the effects come out of the cloud and which the cloud continuously moves between turns so you can't just the thing about the artillery games is you normally you just dial it in and then you just keep shooting and even if the enemy can move left or right a little bit it, it doesn't matter enough you can adjust from where you're at in this one since the cloud moves every time plus the wind is blowing the amount of force you have to add onto your effects to make them hit the castle, you really have to calculate it and dial it in. You can definitely hit yourself. You can yes, de- <laughs> I did that a lot with the lightning. Uh, you can definitely use the wrong weather effect, and even if you get a direct hit, it doesn't do hardly any damage at all because you're not attacking with the right thing at the right time. Yeah. So there is strategy there. Um, also. I beat the computer in one round once. Nice. Uh, The computer always hits. Yeah. And he almost always copies your weather choice. Uh, And you can actually use that to your advantage because sometimes the weather choice that would hurt his castle a lot isn't the weather choice that would hurt your castle a lot. So you can kind of play with that. Um, the, The effects... Rain and hail, kind of boring. It just shows lines going down and hitting well, the castle. Still, it's cool that they're there. You oh, no. Like well, of course. Uh, uh, tornado is actually kind of neat. It, it forms yeah. the funnel. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, it and comes down, down and, yeah. hits, and hits. Lightning, obviously, as we talked about, over-the-top cool. It's really, awesome. really yeah. fun effect. <laughs> I really enjoyed this game. I mean, really, really enjoyed this game. Way more than I thought I ever would. 
And this is one of those games that if you played it as a kid, you're going to remember it, right? Yeah. You know, it's one of those games. Uh, but if you didn't play it as a kid, this is never going to be on your radar. It's never going to just randomly yeah. come up. I've never heard of it. Because even when you're trying, even when you're trying to look up stuff on this game, Google just thinks you're trying to work, look up stuff on World War II. Yeah, or the weather. Or or weather in general. So it's really, really hard to find information about this game. Plus, it's very obscure. So I was very, very happy that this came up on the wheel that we could get this You got lucky. On this one. It's a good one. I mean, it's simple. It's dumb and stupid uh, artillery stuff, but it's fun. It's unique. The effects are cool. And the uh, I, I really dug it. You know, we did get a review on this one. Yeah. The Pajokster, Pajokster 6502, chimed in. He says, I call upon the powers of lightning, hail, thunder, and tornado. I will smite thy castle into oblivion. Oh, yeah. Maybe I got carried away playing this. Once you work out everything, uh, once you work out everything works... You can master the master this pretty game pretty quickly. You can't master reading uh, unless, <laughs> like me, you forget to account for the direction and accidentally obliterate parts of your own castle. I am like you. <laughs> the cat, the computer is too good and seems to hit good. you every time without fail. Yeah, and just rubs salt in the wounds. Often picks the same weather you just chose to show you how it's really done. So two players probably best improvements I would make. Would uh, would uh, maybe limit the reuse of weather and increase the probability of random acts, but the game is as good as it gets. As a game written in basic, it is a little slow, but the gameplay, graphics, and sound make up for that, and I really enjoyed it. The updated version is much faster, but the original does give a more authentic basic game experience. Overall, hidden gem. Check this out when you get a chance. 8 out of 10. I wouldn't go as far as to hate him and Hidden Jim, but this is a rough cut Hidden Jim. You know, before we move out, I, I, I did enjoy this one, by the way. Before we move out of this uh, this category here, uh, I will say, the Brent, that uh, when this game came up in, uh, in chat subject choice last week, I had no idea what we are going to do. But I think we covered the weather category fairly nicely. Uh, and it looks like we've survived the weather war because I hear the rain letting it up. It is finally letting up. And, and so maybe we'll survive the weather war with, with no uh, immediate damage to any of our circuit boards that require a rewire. I was just thinking, Aaron, if we would have got hit by lightning, I don't know where we'd be sending our retro stuff. Well, I've got an idea because, well, listen, sometimes when the lightning comes down, the fury of Mother Nature is upon you and you take a zap. There's only one man that can save you, that can defy Mother Nature. Oh. And that man is our good buddy, Frank, at Retro Rewind. Look at that. Frank's got a see-through sign. <laughs> Listen, if you have oh, that's actually really any, awesome. sorts of, any sort of computer issues with your uh, Commodore or Tandy machine, there's only one place to go for all your retro needs. It's RetroRewind.ca. Our good buddy Frank and his crack staff, Clean Scumboy, well, take care of your business. You've got Jason Warren's up there as well. They're going up there, and they're taking care of all your machine's issues. You have uh, caps that need replaced. Do you have a battery issue? Is the machine just straight up not working? Frank's your hookup. Take care of all your repair needs. And Frank's not just about repair. He's also about selling you the parts to fix your own machine. Cap kits, a diagnostic tools, diagnostic ROMs. Plus, he's your, he's your one-stop shop. For Commodore and Tandy stuff, including Kung Fu Flash, the SDC, all your Flash solutions, accelerators, the whole nine yards. 
if you're looking for somewhere safe with 100% quality, I strongly urge you to give Retro Rewind your business. That's RetroRewind.ca. Listen, Frank, can all, not only can he fix the machines that I've touched, he can fix the machines <laughs> that Boat and Doug have touched. Wow. That's right. Brent, what do you got for us wheel-wise this now, week? Now, Aaron, for the Retro Rewind, we added the Atari Lynx. I wanted to get some of that Lynx action. That's one handheld I don't have, and I'd like to have one, but they go for the big money, unfortunately. And this week was so successful, I put another one back on the wheel here. Chat choice. Lazy, lazy, (laughs) lazy. Hey, I loved Weather War 2. I love finding out about uh, Stroker. I've never heard of that on the C64 either. If that comes up again, you get a beating. Let's go. There it is. One of the pieces just gonna fly right out of there. And the winner is Urban Legends by John Schaller. Urban the boat? Yes. The boat got one in. So yep. that means next week we're gonna be doing games that are based in Urban Legend. Sorry, you've already used up your uh Urban Yeti. Uh, game now, for this, so well, you can't, that would be perfect for that category. Th- this can, this is not what that category means, Aaron. This is games that have a urban legend based about them. For an example, uh, the nude code for Tomb Raider. If you wanted to go into the urban legend of that, you could and pick Tomb Raider as a game. Oh, geez, this is going to be another tricky one, isn't it? No. Get your suggestions in today, folks. <laughs> Happy. Get started for cranking it up, brother. We're going to need another guidance, Brent. <laughs> you know, Brent, as we're, as we're uh, putting this thing to bed, let's talk a little bit about the. Oh, man, it's coming up so soon now. It's almost sort of scary. That's Boat Fest, June 23rd, 24th, 25th, uh, here in beautiful scenic. Well, not so scenic today. Hurricane in West Virginia. It's the uh, all-encompassing classic computer Fun Time Jamboree, named after John Bodecar Schaller. It's going to be taking place downtown. We're going to have a lot of fun at this thing. Are you excited? Are you getting excited for this? Are you nervous? Have, have you noticed the weather is getting worse again? Well, I know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Mother Nature didn't like what I said about Frank. Or maybe it doesn't like Boat. I don't know. But this should be a good time. We're hoping everybody comes down. I heard that a lot of people from Cocoa Fest we talked to, some of them are going to come coming around. So the Cocoa will have a, uh, a presence there amongst a myriad of computers. We have a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of uh, big-time players will be there. you got your Rob Flacco hairs will be there. You've got uh, uh, Josh. You've got Adam coming down from Computer Chron- from Commodore Chronicles. These are streamers. You know, a lot of guys that came last year are streamers, friends of ours. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. I think we're having a great time at Bowfest. So get your tickets now, everybody. Time is running out. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you'd missed it. Uh, it wasn't happening. It all went down in South Charleston, West Virginia, on Friday night, this past Friday. It was BGW, Battleground Championship Wrestling. Myself, uh, the professor of wrestling, Tim Legg, and the Southern Dandy, John Buttercott-Schaller, called all the action. If you missed the show, uh, it is going up on YouTube. In fact, by the time this airs, it should be up. Check out the Amigo stream team for a full 
unedited, 100% ready to go stream of the entire show with good sound and pretty good video this time around. We got lucky at the 11th hour. Uh, do you got anything you want to talk about before we call this thing? Nope. That's it, everybody. We'll be back next week with Urban Legends. God, I don't know what I'm going to do about that one. And until then, get your umbrellas out, y'all. Oh, <laughs> no.